Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, on this episode of the GH Report, Ryan stabs Nell, Ava holds an auction, and Nicholas is feeling the pressure. We're going to break it all down next. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV Talk. Now, uh, 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 if you can't do the crime and the time gets stabbed by a serial killer, get, uh, get out of jail free card. Hey everybody, welcome to the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV, bringing on all the craziness that's happening on Poor Charles. Every single day, Monday through Friday. So it's not every single day, but every weekday on ABC. I'm your host, Frank Moran. I, Josh, I kept you on your toes there. I, I went for the, the two cameras, even though it's just myself today. Look at that. Listen, oh. that's what the fans want. They want the double cameras. <laughs> that's right. Boom, boom, boom. I'm right there. Uh, folks, yes, as I said, just by myself and, of course, Josh there in the booth. Thank you, Josh. Hello, hello, folks. How are we doing tonight? Doing, uh, Josh, having you here, uh, it's it's like a warm blanket on this cold L.A. night. Oh, yeah. It's, you call L.A. cold. <laughs> That's true. It's, it's, it's a balmy 53 degrees. Uh, folks, it's myself here because Carla Renata, as you know, if you're watching live and you're in the chat room, Carla is currently on a plane coming back from New York. The jet setter, the international media mogul that she is, is, uh, is flying back. So she's in the chat engaging with you folks while I am here on the mic engaging with you in this fashion but let's be honest carla you know where she goes that's where the action and the humor go so uh thanks folks for for watching the show as always like us on facebook give us those five stars on itunes subscribe to the youtube channel and of course join charlie carla in the chat uh, and share your thoughts about anything that we're talking about here or uh, just anything that's on your mind about general hospital in general so uh, folks, we'll break down this uh, this weekend. We'll do a little bit of uh, this whole past week in Port Charles. We'll do a little news and gossip at the end. And you know what, folks? Because I'm by myself and Carla's in the chat, you know, Josh and I were talking and Josh suggested, hey, why don't we do some more Skype calls? That is a fantastic idea. So we're going to open up the, uh, the call line here, 424-354-8302. You know, if you want to call in, we'll chat about some of the current storylines and uh, see where that takes us. So in the meantime, though, Let's uh, start off with the week that was in Port Charles. Overall, not a, not a bad week. I feel like we're kind of just setting some things in place for the big reveal, which will probably happen. I would imagine it seems like uh, General Hospital loves to do those big Christmas reveals. So I think we're going to get a great Christmas reveal. And then we've got the, the impending Nina and Valentin wedding on New Year's Eve. So I feel like those are going to be our two kind of landmark days that are going to have some sort of big action around them. I feel like... A Nicholas reveal to Laura will probably happen around Christmas. I feel like that will probably happen while we'll see whatever kind of shenanigans happen at Nina and Valentine's All right, wedding. Frank, whoa, never mind. We had a caller come in, but I guess he didn't want to be on the show. Well, you know, I mean, realizing that the idea sounded great, but then when he realized he'd have to talk to me, it was like, oh, well. Just a little bit of cold feet. <laughs> it's, I, I don't bite. 
folks. So those are our two bench uh, our two benchmark dates there, and I feel like then we'll see some action kind of either leading up to those big dates, uh, and then we'll, the aftermath rolling out thereof. So and we got our caller back again. Oh, so, taking the call God. now. Hello, caller. What's your name? And tell us where you're from. Uh, yes, my name is Jennifer. Jennifer, fantastic. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from California. Oh, my goodness. Fantastic. Well, Jennifer, thanks for joining us here uh, on the GH Report. What uh, What is your favorite storyline happening right now? Oh, boy. I think um, <laughs> I think with Franco, that's, you know, five, of course, finding out if he's going to be okay. And then, of course, Nail being back on the screen, I'm real excited about that because we love to hate her. <laughs> so those are kind of some exciting uh things going on For and you, I, i'm excited to see where they're going to take this because obviously ryan and nell are scheming together a, a match made in not heaven <laughs> uh, so <laughs> so anyway it's kind of be exciting to see where they take this if ryan escapes you know or she wants off the show i'm wondering if he's going to end up killing her you know i don't know how that's all going to work out but those are kind of exciting and then of course the baby storyline um, uh, the baby. You know, with Lucas and Wiley and, uh, you know, the little baby and um, Brad telling. And, and, of course, something happens and now we don't get to find, you know what I'm saying? Yes. We don't know what's going to happen yet. So those are some of the ones that I'm excited about. Well, Jennifer, I'll ask you when it comes to the Franco storyline. Do you want to see Franco restored intact? Would you rather see a, a combination of Drew and Franco's memories? Would you rather it still kind of remain Drew? I think the odds of it being still Drew are pretty low, but... Do you want to? What would you like to see the outcome in terms of who Franco is when he wakes up? Boy, that's a tough one. I, you know, I really want him just to be back to how he was because it's it's strange to see somebody. Of course, that's not in real life. You know, who's not really who they were. That does actually happen to people as far as brain damage and things. But um, I'd like to see him just the good Franco. Um, but I do miss Drew, and I miss the actor that played. I think he was phenomenal, and I miss him so. Uh, but it wouldn't be the same because it's not the same face, you know, even though the personality might be the same. So, no, to answer your question, I hope that he wakes up and knows who she is. But I don't think it's going to be that simple. You know, it never is. So True. You know. Uh, I mean, I, I would hope that there's some, whether it's mainly Franco with some sort of deep-seated memories of Drew's that will pop up at special moments in terms of whenever a storyline might need a, uh, a special flashback of Drew that will kind of alert Franco to something. But, Jennifer, I'll ask you, when it comes to Franco, uh, we could probably feel pretty certain that he's going to come back at least somewhat close to the Franco that we knew before he went and did the uh, the memory swap. Franco as a character, how are you enjoying him currently? Uh, You know, he's been redeemed. He's got the brain tumor out. Uh, You know, he, he worked with Jordan to try to catch Ryan. He, uh, he, he, He stayed in prison pretending to be the killer. How are you feeling about Franco? No, I, I really like him, and I didn't watch GH. I took a little break from it during the time when he was on there and being really evil. So, you know, other than watching something on YouTube, I don't. I didn't really see that. I watched it in the 80s and 90s and then took a break, and then i am you know been watching it now for about six, seven years again. So I, I really like him, um, and I watched him showing my age on One Life to Live when he was somebody else. So, no, he's a good actor. Um, but I like him like he is. But, you know, it's a soap opera, so we have to have conflict and drama. So, 
he can't stay nice forever, right? Well, I guess, <laughs> you know, there's got to be a little bit of conflict there, a little bit of drama. Yeah, so, I, but I like him. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, 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 I agree with you there. I, Roger Howarth, I, I enjoy him. I, he was great as Todd Manning in One Life to Live. I enjoyed it when he right. brought Todd Manning over for a little bit here before he left and then came back as Franco. But I just feel Franco... I mean, I thought I needed him to be the Franco that he was before, but I also feel like this Franco doesn't really have much going on. I mean, he's married to Liz. I mean, he does the art therapy stuff. He's helping out with the kids. But, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like that's my only uh, my reticence about just having Franco come back just as Franco is that he doesn't – Yeah, he, you're he right. And also when Drew was here – I was enjoying them getting close and remembering being kids together, mm-hmm. and they were kind of having a bond, and I, I enjoyed watching them on screen. So he's gone. So you're right. You don't have that. So he does need to have something. He can't just, you know, right. He, he, they need, I don't know what they're going to do, but he needs more, I think. You're right, because it's kind of, it does get boring if it's just like seeing him getting the kids lunch or, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> now, it's, uh, you know. The one thing that but, um, we've lost Drew, I mean, with the memory mapping going away, that at least any Drew that we've known, we know that Drew supposedly died in the plane crash. But as you know, we didn't right. see the body. So uh, Drew can come back, whether it's Billy Miller or they recast. Uh, but Jennifer, I'll ask you, do you want, would you want to see the character of Drew come back? Do you feel that there is still good story material for him if he were to return to Port Charles? Oh, I think there could be, yes. We, you could, they could go a lot of directions. Maybe him and Sam get back together. I know a lot of people wouldn't like that because they love the other together, which they weren't part of my, those two together doesn't really do anything for me. Jason and her together doesn't really, because they're not my, you know how you have favorite couples, they're not it. Um, But, you know, they could get back together or maybe he finds a new interest or a new business or I don't know. I just think they could do, you know, there would be something for him. Yeah. Yeah, because I, what I really enjoyed was I enjoyed his relationship that developed with Monica. I really loved those scenes. Right. And I felt it was still a wasted potential that we really never got to see anything much happen between him and Jason in terms of, in terms of any sort of reconciliation, a, a growing bond of brotherhood. We never really got to see that. Yeah, that would really be, I mean, I would love that if they would have done that. And I, and I think that would be more for those two to do. And they're great actors. They would have worked well together. So, that would be nice, and I was waiting for that. I kept thinking, okay, they're going to build the treehouse together, and there's going to be this bonding, and it never happened. Mm-hmm. So I was a little disappointed, but, uh, yeah, I think that there's there's room. And I, I will say I'm enjoy- I don't know what the rest of you, but I am enjoying the show more lately. Uh, I heard they got, not to knock the other writers, they got a new writer. It just seems to be going in a different direction, mm-hmm. and I'm really enjoying it more and more, you know, now again. So... You know, the quarter mains, they're bringing the, I guess, Brooklyn in. And I don't know, we're just seeing more of that again. It's just, I just think it's going in a good direction. I hope. I I would agree with you as well, Jennifer. Uh, As we get ready to to say goodbye to you, and thank you so much for calling in. Okay. What is one thing that you would want to see in, in 2020? It's our last show of the year, so we're coming back in 2020. What's one thing you'd love to see happen on General Hospital in 2020? Bring some veterans back or have the veterans on screen more. I know I always say that, but, you know, like uh, more of Anna and Robert. I'd even like to see them get back together. I know people who didn't grow up and they're younger than me, 
But even though he's older, they just have chemistry. They're, I remember him back in the day. You know, so a little bit of veterans coming back a little bit. That would be fun, you know, to bring. But yet keep it fresh. You know, I would, I'd like to see that. No, I agree because I still feel these vet- veterans, uh, the characters have storylines you could do with them. and it, it's A been, lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's been great to have Tristan Rogers back in whatever kind yeah. of small piece we can have as Robert Scorpio. And I was excited yeah. about having Mac be more involved with him in the law enforcement side. Yeah, disappointment there. Yeah, yeah. we didn't get much of him. And he's a good actor. You yeah. know, he's so, you know, I, I, keep it fresh. I know we got to do that. But I think soap operas work because there's history, there's families. And you kind of, over the years, watch those histories. And when you take that away, you know, it kind of, I don't think it's a good thing. <laughs> so. uh, Jennifer, I agree with you on your uh, your 2020 wishes. I'm with you there. Uh, thank you so much for calling in. And I wish okay, well, you and your loved thank ones. Thank you, Frank. Yeah, Hi, Carla. She's on the plane. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Flying back. But I wish you and yours uh, the happiest of holidays. You too. Okay. Thank you. All bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Thank you for Jennifer calling in. Josh, look at this. What a great idea, Josh. Of course. It's just always great to have the fans' input into this. And, of course, we're a super fan network, so why not include the fans as well? Look at that. Oh, my word. So, uh, folks, yeah, feel free to call in if you'd like to, uh, to share a nice little chat like Jennifer and I just did. The number is 424-354-8302. Uh, so, of course, we're talking about the memory mapping. And we can't talk about memory mapping on GH without – one question that was kind of bugging me is that the, the idea is that we're going to – uh, erase Drew's memories and then hopefully Franco's resurfaces again. But I don't know why they had to erase Drew's memories because they were implanted onto Franco uh, through a flash drive. Couldn't they just take uh, the Drew's memories and then store them again on a flash drive? I mean, certainly maybe not because the temptation of of, of this happening to somebody else and accidentally getting Drew's memories, that maybe that's too dangerous. But you know, there was such a feel like, ah, oh, if we erase these memories, Drew's truly gone forever. But then I also thought, well, why not just put him back on a flash drive and just, just have him? You know, put him away safely and securely in some kind of quarter rain vault where nobody needs, you know, nobody's going to get him. doesn't have to be a, a big story point. But they're just there. But that was something that never really came up. So uh, what happened, though, in the course of the whole restoring Franco's memories is that Peter August, fearful that – uh, maybe Drew's memories stay in Franco or they just only get stronger and that Drew recollects more of uh, Peter August's involvement in the original memory swapping, memory mapping swap that happened with Drew and Jason. He would remember how involved Peter August was. So he's been on the rampage to try to eliminate Andre as well as uh, as Franco. And so he, you know, we saw him last week. He was walking around the, the Metro Corps on the phone saying, no, you got to get rid of him. you got to get rid of him. And after a conversation with Anna, he has second thoughts. So he's racing to the hospital to try to stop this. And what I liked is that uh, we, get see, <laughs> we get to see the killer. And again, great, great casting choice for, for the hired hand of Peter August. Again, Peter August never hires the, the sharpest tools in the box. But, I mean, this, this came from central casting of an assassin that you wanted to hire. And you just see him sitting there in the hospital, just watching, watching, watching from across the way. He gets into some hospital scrubs, takes a you know, screws in that silencer, and then comes in. And I liked at least seeing Andre get a chance to have a little bit of a fight scene. Because when he got brought back on the show a few months back in regards to the memory mapping, uh, we only saw the aftermath of the assassination attempt on his life. So I was glad to see Anthony Montgomery get a little bit of a fight scene in there. But, of course, he's got to lose so he can be unconscious, so he can't really see what happens when Peter August shows up. 
and decides, well, I can't have this guy alive. I got to clean up my own mess. And he, we get to see this shot of him uh, picking up the gun that got knocked out of the assassin's hand by uh, Andre. And he walks into the the uh, OR, and there's uh, the assassin, and goes, uh, August, what do you, Peter, what do you want? And we get to see a real long scene of Peter just unscrewing the silencer from the gun. I'm like, oh man, why why are we? Really focusing on this, folks, and that the the assassin wouldn't realize. Oh, wait a second! If he's unscrewing this, maybe that means that the deal's gone south, and and also I'm a target. But we never. I who knows if the assassin tried to even make a move? Clearly not, because Peter August looks fine. After we hear a gunshot ring out, Anna runs in, and uh, we get to see the assassin laying on the floor, not dead. And of course, way to go, Peter! Uh, he can't even. That was a pretty close range shot that you take at the assassin and it's not a kill shot. He's still alive. So now Peter August is kind of sweating it a little bit because if this assassin wakes up, he's clearly not a fan of Peter August at this point. The guy, even though he hired him, just tried to kill him. So Peter's got to make sure that that guy doesn't wake up or doesn't tell anybody anything about what happened. But in the meantime, figure out how much of Drew still resides in Franco. So he's got all that going on. And, what I liked is that Jason is on to Frank, uh, is on to Peter, and finally lets Anna in on what he thinks is going on with Peter. And I really enjoy that scene. I really enjoy the uh, the relationship between Anna and Jason. And you could see Anna's reluctance, and Jason understands her reluctance because it's her son. And, and the idea of, uh, given everything that Anna's gone through in terms of Peter, you know, and setting aside... If if uh, Peter is really Anna's son, I mean it's probably Alex's son with the memory swapped over, and even Anna deep down kind of suspects that as well. But until that is verifiably proved, and that she could hear it right from Alex's own mouth, uh, she still has those memories of being Peter's mom. And so the idea of thinking, the feeling that a sense of abandonment that you abandoned your child to all this, he ended up being raised by Faison. You left your son into this fate. And now you've got him back, and, and they've kind of worked their way to at least a okay spot. But then all of a sudden to, to, to then accept that Peter could still have some kind of dark tendencies within him. And how do you confront him about that? And you can see her really wrestling with that. And I, I like Jason just saying, you know what to do, but the question is, you know, will you do it? Will Anna confront Peter? Will Anna, you know, try to put a stop to Peter? I feel like I'm hoping that this storyline can ramp up quicker, and it's not something that's going to be dragged out for a few months. I don't need a I, I don't need a baby Wiley situation on this storyline. Let's let's bring it to a, a crescendo with Peter August and see what the deal is, and then whether that means Peter August uh, is like a Valentine character where we see that he's very slippery and elusive when it turn and when it comes uh, in terms of catching him uh, red-handed and arresting him on something that he can still be in Port Charles uh, with a little bit of, uh, you know... Uh, Sorry to interrupt, Frank, yeah. but we got another caller coming oh, in. lay it on us, Josh. All righty. Caller, what's your name? Tell us where you're from. Hey, I'm that good juju. Oh, uh, where are you calling from? Oh, California. Oh, very nice. Thanks so much for calling in. So, uh, we'll just start off. What are you loving? What uh, are you frustrated about in uh, General Hospital. I'm not really frustrated. It's just, I can't wait till the baby storyline is, like, finally out. 
Yeah, I don't think I don't know if there's anybody around that's thinking, man. I hope they keep dragging this storyline out. I really love it. I don't know if anybody's thinking that. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, name one thing about that storyline that is really frustrating you. What is one story point or one set of characters that come together? You're like, oh man, come on, we're doing this again. I would say like when Brad, um, what do you say when he um, told Lucas before the accident? Mm-hmm. I would say like that because. Now that he had the accident, we're not going to know if Lucas is going to remember it now if Lucas wakes up. Yeah, you you know, it was just, it was like to to, to almost fool the fans into thinking, oh, we're, we're going further with the storyline. But not really, because we're putting everything on hold. Right. Oh. Exactly. Because you know Lucas is not, he's not going to wake up remembering that conversation at, at first. Sure. That's what I think. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so ballpark it for me. How far into 2020 will we go before we finally get the revelation that Wiley is really Michael's son? And everybody knows it. I'm going to say February. Hmm, all right. Okay. I I wish I could share your optimism. I would love for it to be February. That would be fantastic. I worry that it won't be. But, uh, but boy, if you give it to me February, ah, I would love it. I would love it. I would love it if it was sooner than that, actually. But I think because I don't see it happening like right now, I don't think that it's going to happen right now, like anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, I feel like these holiday episodes is going to be about Lucas waking up, probably not remembering, and I feel like January is going to be that whole plot of is Lucas remembering? What's going to prompt Lucas into start remembering this conversation? And so, yeah, I mean, I could see, I could go with February with you on that. I feel like you could spend January teasing that all along and then kind of blow it all up in February. Yeah, I could see that too. Now, I think it's going to be something like that. <laughs> Do you think Brad sticks around? Uh, as much as uh, I, we enjoy the actor that portrays Brad, has he done? You know so what? Much? I see him. I see Brad going to jail. Everybody's going to find out. And I think he's going to go to jail. He's going to be in Pinville. Interesting. With the rest of the cast. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. Do you think that they, they do they write Brad off, or do they kind of treat him like a Ryan, treat him like a Nell, where you see him in prison and it might be several months, but you might see him pop in to help out with another storyline. I think so. I think it's going to be like that, but it might be where, to where he gets probably released at some point. And he'll be just like the town pariah. Ugh. Can, uh, if you're Lucas, can you for, can you forgive Brad? Mm, no, I think that's unforgivable. Uh, yeah, I mean, and especially when you compounded on for taking this long to actually tell him the truth. Yeah, because it's like that's something you just you don't do something like that and expect. For everything to be okay, yeah. Like, nah. I would feel like the only he thing took it too far. Yeah, if Brad had done that swap with Nell, and then the next day had told had told Lucas, I could see Lucas not accepting it, but also not hating Brad because realizing, hey, we're this was a high pressure situation. You're not in your right frame of mind. This is a mistake. We have to correct it and give him back to Michael. I could see Lucas forgiving Brad in that case. But you're right. With so long passing since then, I can't imagine Lucas going, yeah, come on back home, buddy. It's all good. 
Right. <laughs> I agree. I agree. All right. So uh, as we get ready to wrap up, uh, and thank you so much for calling in, what is one thing you'd like to see happen on General Hospital in 2020? I would say I would hope for Trina's character to be fleshed out more. Hmm. Um, I heard a rumor, actually, that she was going to be the daughter of Nicholas and Gia. Interesting. I don't know if you guys remember Gia. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yep. I've heard that rumor before, so I don't know. Gonna, no. Oh, because it, it was interesting because we did see her, was it this week, where she kind of name-checked uh, to everybody that she had had a one of those 23andMe DNA tests and that she had a relative in Port Charles, but she never really followed up on it. And we know that Stella found somebody that was nearby as well, too, and nobody ever followed up on it either. So I wonder yeah, if there's some connection so there. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for calling in. We really appreciate you taking the, the time out on a Sunday night to come and chat with me. I really like it. So thanks for calling in. No problem. And I wish Anytime. you the happiest of holidays. Okay, you too. All right. Take care. Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, so we uh, I, again, uh, Lucas not around much this week because, of course, he's in a coma. But uh, also, even removed from the bedroom or the the uh, hospital room where his stand-in was doing great work of just lying in that hospital bed behind machinery, so you couldn't see the face. Uh, he's getting MRIs being tested about that. But uh, you can just uh, well, you uh, Julian filled with uh, guilt about what's happened with Lucas. Anger at Brad for putting this whole situation in motion. And uh, Brad still hasn't quite realized that Julian is behind uh, what happened to Brad and Lucas's vehicle there. So uh, I'm waiting for Brad to realize, like, holy cow, this guy just tried to kill me. Hey, Frank, we got actually another caller on the line right oh, now. Oh, fantastic. Call it to, what's your name and tell us where you're from. Hey, it's, it's Kelly from PEI. What took you so long, Kelly? Power's out. Power's out? Holy cow. It is blowing like heck here. It's probably blowing about 40, 50 clicks. Wow. Uh, but you're, Yeah. Holy cow. I'm surprised my power came back on. Oh, my goodness. Well, I hope you're bundled up uh, as cozy as possible uh, while it's still oh, yeah. cold outside. <laughs> but my snow was gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Kelly... What are you loving? Yes, what, are you, uh, what are you getting frustrated uh, about on Port Charles and, and General Hospital right now? This Brad Lucas thing. I love the storyline, but it's been going on a year. Hello. Yep. I can completely relate to that. It is. Uh, <laughs> they've definitely dragged this out way longer. And I never really need to see any more scenes about Michael uh, uh, Wiley's here. Can I, I got to go see him. I just, oh, I, we get it. We get it. Michael and Wiley, there's a connection because they're really related. I'm tired of those scenes. I, I get why they drug on the uh, the Luke thing because of, of, his, of, of Tony being sick. Mm-hmm. He drugged that on for a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> but that but that couldn't be helped. He had back surgery. He was laid up in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Amsterdam for what? Six months or more. Yeah. I mean and speaking so, of that, uh of uh Amsterdam and Luke, I mean we're getting Jane Elliott coming back uh for, for Christmas. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Then we'll find out what the hell Brooklyn is up to. How are you enjoying <laughs> uh having Brooklyn back? I like this character. 
I, I like to, I like to read Cass. Nice. I I love I, lo- I love the character, and we found out that she can sing. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, my new little little itty bitty part <laughs> in the Thanksgiving episode. She started the the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and now I, we know that she's got so, wh- something going on with her her new manager, and it's not going well. Oh, yeah, and she fired her mother. Yes. <laughs> uh, Kelly, would you want to see Lois back on the show at all? Or are you fine with, if it's not Renee Silver, I, I don't need to see Lois at all? For a short time, and it probably won't be Rena. Yeah. Uh, she is firmly situated in Bold and Beautiful and doing great on there. Mm-hmm. Do you do you feel like uh, a return of Lois and of an Ellen B sort of sort of thing is that is that a, a past uh, bit of poor Charles? No, she's going to stick her nose down? into whatever Brooklyn is up to. True, uh, but would you want to see uh, a, that sort of? Do you feel like you missed the the Eddie Main, the Ellen B era of General Hospital, or it's like no, nah, that was t- fun for its time. I don't need to see a revisit of it now. I want to see more music on GH. We're getting a little bit of that with Cameron. Mm-hmm. But I want to see more music like we did back in the late 80s, early 90s. I love all that music. That's one of the reasons why I, I love GH so, so much back then. Because we had Frisco, we had Eddie Main, we had a whole bunch of them. Well, I mean, I want to see some of that back. you got to talk to the powers of be at uh, uh, General Hospital and say, just get Wally Kurth on contract, please. About it, but he's firmly wanting to be in both. I mean, which I commend him for. No, that's true. I mean, you never know what's uh, what's going to happen. I, I mean, I feel like, I mean, he did come in and talk with uh, James and myself uh, uh, about a year and a half ago, and I felt like he had said that if GH ever made him a serious offer, he would he would do it. And I mean, I wish oh, yeah. they would because there's so much potential with the Quartermain uh, business, and as well as anything yeah. that may be going on with Brooklyn, I'd love to see more. Oh, yeah. Days offered him a contract, and he, he turned it down because he wanted to be on GH, too. Because mm-hmm. oh. he was on another podcast and mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Kelly, what is something you'd love to see in 2020 on General Hospital? Uh, a couple of storylines story ending. Okay. I mentioned one of them. Right. And what is this? Um Franco being Franco again. Really? You want him just to be Franco? I, uh, I guess. Uh, well, Drew is is unfortunately gone for now. Who mm-hmm. knows? He might be back. May not be Billy Miller, but he might be back. I mean, he went on a, on a, in an elevator and disappeared, and then his plane disappeared. I'm doing air quotations here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, Franco is Franco is just, he's such a kind of dull character now that it just I kind of like the idea of having him some of Drew left in him to at least give him other storyline possibilities true I, I, I get that because now um, Becky has more storyline she was kind of in the back burner for the longest time mm-hmm. no that's true I I mean I did I do like Franco's relationship with uh, Elizabeth's kids that's great but I just also yeah. need Franco to have stuff of his own that can come up and activate storylines and not just rely on what's going on with, you know, kid drama. 
but he needs to lose that Drew accent, please. Well, I felt like, I mean, it was really strong when he first came out of it. And I felt like he kind of realized, like, maybe that's too much. Because I felt like by the time he's getting the memory erased, it had really dialed down. Oh, yeah. yeah. It totally dialed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, but, yeah, it's... And I want to see more of the kids. I mean, we need to know... Oh, what's her name? Uh, the one of the young kids, oh, the dark skinned uh, one. Oh, uh, uh, Trina. Trina. Yes. Who's her family? Yeah, no, I, we, I think, we got a little tidbit there, but who the hell is it? Everybody's asking about that, and I've really been enjoying just a little bit of relationship that's been developing between her and Ava. So I'm kind of digging that. Oh, so my gives Ava something to bite into besides uh, somebody else. Yeah, and catch my drift. That's true, and I I, I am enjoying to see Ava kind of being more uh, on the attack now. She's got the idea. She knows she's being uh, being gaslit by Nicholas, and is out for a little revenge. So I'm actually kind of rooting for Ava, Ava for once. Yeah, she's starting to catch me. I, I go, I flip flop back and forth with all these bad ones, but I love to hate them and I hate to love them. <laughs> <laughs> well, then the, the soaps are doing their their jobs properly. Uh, Kelly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I hate anybody bashing any of the actors and actresses. Oh, no, they're no. doing their jobs, period. Absolutely. Uh, that's, yeah. I mean, we can't, uh, don't criticize them. You can criticize story arcs and uh, things like that. But, you know, the, the actors are doing what they're, what they can with the material. They're, they're doing given. what they're supposed to be paid to do. Hello. <laughs> Entertain us. Make us hate them. Make us love them. That's right. They just want to slip their throats. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, I am glad you're... Jason, go after them. That's right. Uh, I'm glad your power came on. I am glad that you're safe inside and warm. And uh, I wish you and yours a very happy holiday season. Yes, happy holidays to you. And I'm guessing you're missing uh, Carla? Yep, she is on a plane flying back from New York. She's in the chat, but uh, she is en route from the I see her in the chat, but all I see is a great big phone icon where she's supposed to be. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, I, I wish, uh, yeah, she's, you know, just on an pl- airplane, just chatting away. And I hope Santa brings you more colorful hoodies. Oh, thank you. Uh, from your lips to Santa's ears. Fingers crossed. Yeah, maybe maybe that's uh, to Carla's ears. Who knows? No, that's true. Uh, yes, there you go, Carla. I've been very nice this year. So please. Yes, you have been. Yes, bring, bring something nice to, for me, Carla. <laughs> All right, Kelly, have a great holiday, and we'll see you in 2020. You definitely will. When are you guys back on next? The uh, second or? Uh, we, no, the, the ninth. We were back. Uh, the ninth. Ja- yeah, we'll be back January 9th. We, we, we will definitely see you on the ninth, as long as my power doesn't flip off again. Uh-huh. You never know on PEI. No, uh, there you go. It's like you're living your own, very, uh, your own personal soap opera. Uh, yeah, yes. my life is a soap opera, <laughs> <laughs> And living on an island. That's that right. We depend on the mainland for power and everything else. I mean, you see how many people get stranded on uh, at Windermere and Spoon Island, so I can only imagine uh, what happens on PE. I want to go to Spoon Island right now. <laughs> at least I'll be in uh, California. <laughs> All right, Kelly. Take care. Thanks for calling in. It's great to hear from you. All right, and happy holidays to you guys and everybody in the chat that I know is listening. Thanks so much, Kelly. Take care. Bye. (laughs) Oh, look at that. 
Josh, it's been a Christmas miracle this episode. It has been. It has been. And I think we got time for one more call. I would love it. Let's yeah, well, let's knock it out for well, sure. As soon as that caller gets back to you, I will present to you that way. Oh, well, well thank you, Josh. Uh, so, yes, we've got Brooklyn back. We're going to have Jane Elliott coming back before the uh, the holidays are through, which will be nice. Right, uh, hopefully we get... There we go. We get the last oh, all right. right here. Caller, what is your name? And tell us where you're from. Mike from LA. Mike! How are you, buddy? What's up, dude? Not much. Thanks for calling in. What What are you loving? What are you frustrated about uh, on General Hospital right now? Okay, let's do this. I'm frustrated about the baby thing, which that was over. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who or Trina's parents. I'm digging the idea that Gina and and Nicholas might be her parents and Nicholas didn't know. Because, like, when Gina left, she left for New York to go work for Alexis' um Law firm in New York, but she could have had baby Dan and didn't tell him. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a good so because she would, yeah, she, yeah, because her and Spencer would be yeah, around the same about, about that, you know, uh, big sister, little brother age. So that that would be cool. Yeah, that's true. So get Sam out of jail because I'm sick of that. Uh, <laughs> That thing, wake Lucas up so he can remember that, you know, that kid is not his. Um, I just, I just want them to go somewhere besides the park in Puerto Rico. I, you know, I miss love in the afternoon when they went everywhere, but I know they can't uh, afford it and stuff right now. But, I, you know, like, Days of Our Lives has a better production value than GH, but, you know, GH is Disney, so why don't you put some money up in this soap and let's, let's get this going? <laughs> I know. I I much like yourself. I miss seeing those remote uh, shoots where I mean, when the best we get is that that terrible park they keep going back to all the time. Oh man, that's my worst favorite location that they do. Uh, uh, but yeah, I I would love to see some more. I mean, when's the last time we had a good real travel storyline, a good adventure travel thing where they've got to go on the run? I think they tried when the no the turkey one when planning with the quote unquote turkey. Uh, yeah, but great. That yeah, was, yeah. I mean, that was basically, that was yeah, so we could get Dante off the uh, the show real quick. Uh, are, now, do you want to see uh, the character of Dante come back? Do you feel like that's a, a necessary ingredient right now for Lulu or for Sonny or for Olivia? No, I'm I'm, I'm digging Lulu with this uh, with this new guy, but I'm, I, I'm thinking he's a fed. Yeah, I feel like. Fine on, on, uh, on Sonny. Yeah, there, there's. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really, I'm really thinking that Sunny's time is up, and they're gonna introduce some fresh new gangsters or villains uh, back I, maybe next year. I would be, I'd be down. Let's just see what I mean. You know, Sunny's. I mean, this is certainly one of the lowest points of his life is having to say goodbye to his dad. It'd be interesting to see where this yeah. propels Sunny after that. Mike. Yeah, I think, I think, I think they're gonna kill Mike. He's gonna reevaluate his life, and he's gonna either leave the business or the FBI gonna come in. And take him away. Uh, it'll be curious to see if you're right there, Mike. And uh, we have to call it quits now. It's it's that time, Mike. Oh, but I'm glad you got in before we had to close up shop for the new year. <laughs> I'm glad. I, you know, I, I, I kept dialing down and see, you know. Yes. You know, Kelly always messing up the mom. <laughs> well, thank yeah, you. For I me. love her. I yes. love her. Thanks for uh, sticking with it, though, and I'm glad you got through, and it was great talking with you, and I uh, look forward to hearing from you in 2020. Happy holidays to you, buddy. All right, you too. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Take care. Folks, 
that's going to do it. As I was mentioning with Kelly, this is going to be our last episode of the year. We'll be back January 9th. Josh, how excited are you? Super excited. Can't wait to hear more from Port Charles in a new year. Thank you for pretending to care, Josh. <laughs> it's genuine love, Frank. <laughs> uh, big thanks to Carla. She's flying back to us. Thank you for hanging out in the chat all this time, entertaining everybody in there. And thank you for everybody that hopped in the chat to share your thoughts about the show, about us, about all the craziness that happens that we all love uh, to watch every single weekday on uh, General Hospital. So thank you so much. And we'll, we'll be back January 9th with all new craziness to, uh, to unpack every single Sunday. Uh, until then, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us a thumbs up while you're there. And uh, if you're watching after we stream live, feel free to comment down below. But otherwise, folks, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, HappyGoJackie. But more importantly, follow, follow Carla Renata. Uh, it is uh, on, the, on the Curvy Critic. Uh, she's got a bazillion things going on. She, her star is on the rise. 2020 is going to be a huge year for her, so you want to stay in touch and see what she's up to. Uh, but, folks, we'll be back here January 9th with an all-new episode of the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. Until then, happy holidays. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 